It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and as the music will indicate to you, it is an Articles of News episode, and so you're thinking, well, is it Annette Luthi lyon that will be joining us? And the answer is no. Well, is it Mr. Mayor himself that will be delivering the news alongside me in this episode? Also, no, that is not who will be uh, joining us today. Now, are you thinking, is it Brother Kyle? Is he still alive? Well, half of that is affirmative. Yes, he's still alive, but it is not Brother Kyle that will be joining us in the news episode. We're joined by ye old host, Janamanite. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a tick, and I noticed as soon as I brought up Brother Kyle that you got a little sad and weepy, just like so many of us. You have kept in, probably, of all of us, the the most contact with him. I mean, I saw him a little bit ago, but it seems to me that you kind of uh, dwell in the same circles as we, he does. We do. We do. We're going to... I just was talking to his cute wife, and we're going to like take take out up to their house and hang out at some point here soon. Nice. Yeah. His cute wife, who uh previous episode of the cultural hall, you should go back. We'll leave a link for that in the show notes. Oh, so people right. can listen to that they and cry and cry that cry their way through that episode. And then, oh. and then if you're feeling particularly too hydrated, you can listen to any of the episodes with brother Kyle. And I have, to, I have to mention, do you follow him much on social media? Yes. And it's the most entertaining thing ever. Yeah. His, you his see him video. getting out to the ice cream truck? Yes. <laughs> for, for people that don't uh, don't know or follow him, um, Brother Kyle, a, a former uh, host here in the cultural hall, we'll call him emeritus. The only reason why he's not doing it anymore is because he was diagnosed with bulbar ALS, which is horrible. It's the worst disease ever. And um, and so at this point, like I would still, you know, I don't have any sort of biases against people with ALS being a host of this, you know, show available in podcast form. It's just become too difficult. It attacks the way that you're able to speak. And it would be very difficult for you to listen to this episode if you heard how Brother Kyle's speaking now. But he still is able to do a video series. And the other day he heard the chimes of the ice cream man in his neighborhood and he wanted to hurry and get some ice cream from the ice cream man. But the other thing with the uh, ALS is that it is a muscle degenerative disease. And so he's not able to hurry in any sort of fashion. And uh, <laughs> we'll leave a link for it in the show notes. It just too good. It, it makes my heart so happy and also so painfully sad. Um, that's, that's Kyle's thing, though. And mm-hmm. it's. It's funny because he's been doing it for years, how he's able to take like the saddest, most like sad or dark or Mm -hmm. tragic things. Mm -hmm. And he has this incredible talent of spinning those and making them freaking hysterical and super entertaining. So you, the adage of like laugh, laughing and crying at the same time, Mm -hmm. I actually didn't think was physically possible for someone Mm -hmm. until the three of us did, I think our last big podcast together. Mm-hmm. I was sobbing out of just sad, intense, true, genuine sadness and laughing at the same time. I was shocked that it really, really is possible. But yeah, that's his talent. Yeah. We didn't bring you here to talk about Brother Kyle, though. What is new with you? And I need to add in uh, in, in true Janamanite fashion, uh, we only have 
for the whatever story you're about to tell me about what you've got going on and for news we only have about 36 37 minutes because at the end of this episode uh we visit with Corey k ward the pharaoh himself about the uh, temple updates as part of our temple ticker so whatever you're going to tell me so keep about it to what 35 you've been... minutes yeah 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 That's so we can saying. at least have one news story we've been called on the carpet as one of our news stories so i want to make sure we address that one but what's been going on with you Oh my goodness. Just, just lots and lots of life. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously being mommy, um, I was made the ward activities director. Okay. We do that again. We didn't have activities for a while. I mean, we, we got rid of that particular calling. I don't even remember when, but, um, but they did away with that and then COVID happened. And so everyone had, you know, peaced out and was at home for COVID for a long time and not, not a lot of togetherness happening. And then after, you know, COVID shenanigans, I guess they were like, Ooh, I, we need to get people back together and feeling like they're part of ward family again mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and all the things. And so they brought back that calling and they're like, you know what, we're going to have Janae that calling. So, so, so uh, we're just on the heels of Halloween. Did you have a Halloween shindig? We sure did. Oh my okay. goodness. Tr- a <laughs> trunk or treat? What'd we do? What'd we do here? We did, uh, we did a chili cook-off. Okay. So Never heard of there. any ward ever doing that. So yeah, I appreciate no, for the- Halloween, it was completely unique. Completely unique. Actually, the bishop was like, can we do a chili cook-off for Halloween? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, absolutely. So it was a good time. I, I hyped up the competition part of it a bunch. Mm-hmm. And how'd you do that? I need to know. Tell me this. Tell me the secrets. Like a gift card? Did people get to you get a get out of speaking oh. in church free card? Like what did people? Those would win? have been better prizes. I I I had fully admit I should have advertised what the prize of winning was. No, I just made it a big deal as far as like what did I write? I wrote some obnoxious thing that's like if you should choose to enter the great chili cook-off of the Bluffdale 13th Ward 2022. Mm-hmm. Like uh, dreams will be made real and unicorns will fly. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. Hyped it that way and went into all the classes and was like, everyone should join us. This will be a good time. We made sure that it was like a neighborhood activity, not just religious, you know, club thing. And um, got a bunch of our fun friends in the neighborhood that are not members of our ward um it was it was good i blew up like a thousand balloons yeah you did threw those all over the room and and it was uh, it was fun we actually had a really good time so we had we did this chili cook-off we did a salsa showdown mm-hmm. yeah yeah now are you talking like salsa content. like uh salsa dancing or like make your homemade salsa and try it <laughs> make your home i mean if it were if it were solely a party just for me and not uh-huh. my ward there uh-huh. it would have been salsa dancing definitely. that's the clarifying clarifying question so a homemade salsa okay homemade okay. salsa and then we had since it was halloween we had everybody uh that wanted to put, compete with their halloween costumes we had a costume contest and it was actually a ton of fun because i got that we were we have our steak center but it's like a like a cute mini steak center mm-hmm. so if everyone in the ward which we got a huge turnout is going to come to this thing then there's not a ton of space in our cultural hall. It's, mm-hmm. it's like what a half court gym, like that kind of size for mm-hmm. basketball. So packed that right on in. So for our little like catwalk, it was, we had to just do like the conga line yeah. and go in and out. So that was like, okay, everyone follow me. And so I got to lead my ward in the, the long parade of costumes and it was so cute. It actually was really, it was, it was the epitome of a fun, 
wholesome event. Well, and I would expect nothing less, and that's not any sort of slight, but I would expect nothing less from something that you were in charge of. A very fun <laughs> and very wholesome, very well-attended event. Uh, a couple of questions that I need to know, though. Uh, one, uh, how was the winning chili? Was it any good? And can you tell me briefly about it? Are we, was it a white bean chicken chili, or was it your standard I, hearty chili, or do you know anything about the winning chili? I was chili? so busy through okay. the whole thing. I didn't get to eat any food. Boo. I didn't get to eat anything. They told me I I had it all set up with like the the cards for each of our judges with like the numbers. And then we had itty bitty little like tasting cups where they mm-hmm. sharpie the numbers on. Mm-hmm. I tried to be very organized with that. And so they they spent a lot of time, all of our judges going through everything. And so then they just were like, I was like, OK, it's time to announce it. What number is it? They're like six. And, it, so, and I'm presuming it was not your chili that won. It was not. I had. I was unfortunately unable with all the other things I was trying to put together to make chili to enter into the contest. I left that to the very capable people in our ward. It seems fair that that would be the case. Then my second thing would be, uh, you really should, if there's an opportunity that presents itself, both you and the collective you, those that might be listening, look for a way that you can get out a get a get out of speaking free card that someone can win at a church event. Because I think that that would be so funny, pretty, pretty funny. And if I'm you actually after. did it, very sought after. Yeah, that people would go for it. So when, you know, the person from the ward calls you and says, hey, can you teach or can you give a, a talk that you go? They're like, I, I would do. love to, but I have this card that yep. I'm going to capture. I'm telling you, you. I'm telling you. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, what did the Janamanite family dress as for Halloween? Because I know that you love an excuse to dress up. I was kind of lame this year. I have to admit it had, it usually were very themed. Mm-hmm. I had to teach a fifth Sunday lesson on the October 30th, the day mm-hmm. before Halloween. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I basically spent all month like getting ready for my children's birthdays. I, two of my three fall in October. We went to uh, my husband's Ironman in California in October. And the, all like those things took up basically all of the time. And so I, it was either sew a bunch of costumes or prepare for this fifth Sunday lesson on emergency preparedness. And I figured I better, I better oh, prepare for that okay. lesson. I thought that was so, a switch at the end. I thought you were going to say, so I bailed on my lesson with a card that I won at last year's chili cook-off and sewed costumes. So so <laughs> all to say, though, you didn't answer the question. So what oh, did you dress as? I was a queen. Trent okay. was a king. Okay. My, our youngest little girl was a, was a princess. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was a good time. And then my two little boys were two different versions of Spider-Man. My adorable, very fair-skinned, white, blonde hair, curly, blue-eyed boy is obsessed with uh, Miles Morales, like the black Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, which is kind of funny because his favorite superhero also is Black Panther. And I'm like, okay. you're the cutest. You're just yeah. the cutest little thing. Um, and then my other son was the Iron Spider. So mm. I had cute little Spider-Man and then some royalty. I bought a crown off of Amazon and threw some dress on that I already owned and called it good. There you go. There you go. Although I will tell you this, I took, I made my daughter her, I made her costume. That's probably the only thing I really took a ton of time doing. Um, I took some felt and some lace and like did the Mod Podge or glue or whatever all over it to make it (laughs) stiff and turn it into a little crown. Mm -hmm. Well, I did way too good a job because the top of the like lace edges 
were like razor sharp. So as I'm holding my daughter, like walking around doing uh, trick or treating, I like move my head and almost slice my eye open. On oh my gosh. Crown, on oh my gosh. Crown. I don't know if you can see. Sorry, everyone. Just listen. Yeah, pe- like, yeah. Okay. Like yeah, people that are Patreon saints can see, like, but what happened to your face? I'm like, Oh, just, just the felt crown. I made my daughter for Halloween. No, not a big deal. And then I will say it because you won't say it, but you would say it. And how did Trent dress up? Oh, he didn't have to. He's a king all of the time. He's no the costume required. <laughs> <laughs> Just decent. Uh, well, I, it's fun to see you. I'm excited to be able to get into some news. I have to tell you uh, this. So tell me. my uh, my uh, my fair wife, my beautiful wife, my loving wife has been gone for no, the last where? few days. She went back to see her grandmother. Health not well. So oh. uh, I have been batching it up just me and my dog robert for the last few days i love your wife she's just the best what i have decided is i am now at that age where when uh my spouse leaves town you know people are like oh did you go see a movie did you you know go out with some friends did you all that stuff and i was like curled up in the fetal position in a corner and rocked until she got back Nope, not that either. I, okay. I, I I worked like 18 hour days for the last three days because I was like, I don't have to stop so that I, you know, make sure that I spend time with her. I got a lot to do. Winter is coming. There's a tree I got to chop down and a bunch of editing and all this stuff. And so I just was like, I'll just keep working until I can't keep my eyes open. I'll take my dog on a walk as a break and then I'll go to sleep. So that's that's you go so that's you what i do down a tree mm-hmm. you edited videos what yes. else did you do uh edited audio oh audio sorry yeah, yes. yeah you're fine you're fine you're fine uh i raked a bunch of leaves because the new homesteadman 2 electric boogaloo has a lot of trees and a lot of leaves oh nice uh and uh, i got keys made because we didn't have keys and distributed those to the proper i almost said authorities but you know how you want to have you know when you're an idiot and you lock yourself oh. out of your house you want the neighbor across the street to have one, and then you want like a contractor box on your property somewhere so that you can get in without having to bother the neighbor. But mm-hmm. then like when you get the key from the neighbor and then forget to put the key back in the contractor box, you have to have that person that doesn't live super close but lives moderately close to have a key. So I distributed <laughs> that key. And then Boy. like your worst case scenario key, I did that as well. So were they so honored that you would walk over and be like, here's the key to my home. Yes. I entrust to you. Yeah. Cause people don't do that anymore. That it's a good idea. If you yeah. have someone that you do trust, then yeah. they should probably have a key to your home. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, mo- most people don't do that. We did that growing up all the time. Cause we would always lock ourselves out as kids. And my mom was like, listen, I work, get yourself in <laughs> neighbor has a key, whatever the thing may be. But uh, yeah, several people have found it very odd that we gave them keys to our home oh they they were like weirded out not like, not weird? necessarily weirded out but like uh i guess i'll i'll, Where put, do it I on a, this? I'll put it on a key ring i guess and uh put it somewhere <laughs> that i know i'll did where you to label find it? it did you give like make, make like a little tag that said richie and jess's home i am glad that you asked such a question so when i went to the lowe's uh, you know, the Lowe's who they responded when I shared about them on social media because that's how to- how close me and the Lowe's are. Wait, they did? Wait, what? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I go there literally every day. I'll tell you the story real quick. Uh, <laughs> my wife and, go, and I go there it's just around the corner from our house. We go there all the time because we've been renovating the home. Well, uh, I one time lost track of where my wife was at the store. And so I'm walking one way and there was a guy who I don't know, except that I know that he works there because he wears the Lowe's vest. As I'm walking by, he says, she's over on aisle 12. Oh, that's how often and, you're there. And I stopped and I went, what? And he's like, you're looking for your wife, right? She's over on aisle 12. And sure enough, my while my wife was over on aisle 12. I don't know that guy's name. We've never stopped and <laughs> chatted with him, but we're there often enough that he knows what that my wife looks together. like and that we belong together and what I look like when I'm lost. <laughs> All to say, when you when you get the key, when you get the key made from the key machine, which is very cool, by the way, mm-hmm. you can select uh, the design on the keys that you get. So I just got really odd designed. Uh, oh, okay. And so people will know, oh, They're the like, odd obviously. design key. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's Richie's obviously house. this is yes. Richie's key. Yeah, who For else sure. would do this? Is kind it's of the got like that like the unicorn the horn yeah. top on it or yeah. something. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Uh, one of them is this psychedelic like tie dye kind of thing. I thought that was fun. One is like this genealogical tree that reaches into the dark expanse. They're pretty cool Ooh. keys. They didn't cost anything more, so I figured why not? Why not? Yeah. Easy uh, let us take a break, Janae, and let us come back and do actual articles of news. BestDJinUtah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent, not apparent, just the parent uh, or one of the parents because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast, it's beautiful, and it's super secure. So let's make sure your computer is ready to run it. If your computer isn't powerful enough, we'll show you what you need to upgrade in your old computer to make it run perfectly. If we can't upgrade your old PC to run Windows 11, we'll buy it from you and give you a credit towards any new PC laptop's computer. Now, our computers start at only $29 a month and we have 12 months special financing. Windows 11 is simply awesome. Bring your old computer into PC Laptops right now because at PC Laptops, we really love you. PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here in the second block of Articles of News, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. Before we get any further, uh, I was contacted just the other day by Mike Nebaker, who says, love the show. But I have a bone to pick with you. And I said, pick away at said bone. 
Uh, apparently, at an Articles of News that we did in early to mid-October, we talked about um, Lori Vallow Daybell's son, okay. Colby Jordan Ryan, the eldest and only surviving son of Lori Vallow Daybell. Um, he was accused of uh, raping his wife, his estranged wife. And we must have talked about that within the news, uh, all, uh, within the report in the news and the our articles of news. Uh, Ryan and his wife, who were no longer living together, had been watching TV at the wife's home during the week prior to his arrest. To his arrest, the two began consensually kissing, uh, but then Ryan's wife indicated that she wanted to stop. He, however, continued. He touched her in a sexual manner, according to probable cause. Ryan's wife told police that he then sexually assaulted her because she told him to stop. I don't want to do it while trying to push him off of her. Police documents said afterward, Ryan apologized, began to cry. His wife locked herself in the bathroom and he slept on the couch. The next day, Ryan's wife recorded a conversation that the two had in which Ryan admitted to the inappropriate touching and agreed that he had raped the victim. Ryan made similar admissions to police after he was arrested. Uh, Idaho, let's see here. That's all about Chad and Lori and all that. Anyway, so all to say, um, that he had admitted it to the police. Apparently, something that we reported was counter to all of that story. I'm not sure. I actually don't even remember talking about that story, but I know, uh, Mike, who loves the show, said, Hey, you guys got this incorrect. So we wanted to make sure that we got that uh, absolutely correct. An update, uh, Lori Daybell will be uh, not going back to court until January 9th of 2023. So so there's that. Sorry to start <laughs> off on that, but I wanted to make sure that we delivered what Mike was after, which is accuracy in that case. Nope, that's good. That's very, very good. Uh, now you we had one that, that I thought... That won't do that. Yeah, yeah well... I appreciate uh, the compliment as far as that goes. Now, you had one uh, about BYU that I thought was interesting, not only because you were a BYU student, but it wouldn't be one that I would necessarily think that you would bring up. Just just because I think I was just thrown off. Like, what? Because I wasn't aware of the original article. So the someone wrote, it was, it, they literally said, no, Rolling Stone, all religious people are not actually sexual deviants. Mm-hmm. And I was so just that title alone was like, wait, what? What are we yeah. talking about? What's Lean in. I'm sorry. What now? What now? Yeah. What, who's accusing us of what? Um, and so apparently Rolling Stone had put out an article um, citing some weird thing, like a sexually transmitted disease broke out at BYU. Mm-hmm. And we're very, and I say we, because I'm an alumnist. Um, we're known for, you know, stone cold sober. And like, um, I think it cited our cute little statistic that we consume more chocolate milk than any university in yeah. the world or something, of course. something of adorable course like do. that because yeah. we cougars are so cute. That's <laughs> just cute. Um, but that this like awkward, it was an STD, but like some, somewhat awkward, inappropriate, like way to get an STD. Yeah. Like, yeah. I so, don't know how far so, you want me to go into it. No, you're. I mean, we're fine too. We talked about it on our last uh, article okay. of news. So it was armpit. Crabs. Oh, you did talk about this. Oh well, yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I, but we I didn't, didn't listen. No, we didn't talk about the follow up on this. So I appreciate you bringing oh, okay. it up. Okay. Um, so go ahead. So yeah, just I just so I was caught off guard. So I read this and it was just like 
I just was, a, I just, again, I think I, uh, my thoughts align with the author of it. It was like, no, like just because other people have no self-control or just because religious people like tout self-control, you know, all the time, you know, wh- of whether it's, you know, self-control over all the different aspects of our life. That's kind of um, one way of looking at religion is, is it's a way of teaching self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, does it just because someone else doesn't have self-control, does it mean that other people can't, or it's that it was interesting to see that they're calling us out for, or call, you know, calling religious people out for like, oh, you can't really hold stand up to all these things that you tout mm-hmm. or you can't, I don't know. Do you know, do you understand? I'm not being terribly verbose here. No, um, no, no, no. I mean, so, so I think it's a thing where people go, I can't believe that someone in their, you know, their late teens, early twenties would be chased, right. Would not be kind of sexually explorative, right. As the church teaches. And and so from what I understand, the accusation that people were having what they call armpit sex, uh, which is a horrible name. We could at least come up, we could at least, we could at least come up with a better name for it for crying out loud. Uh, But that an STD was being passed this way. So I, like, I think it was a TikTok claim that Rolling Stone sort of grabbed onto and said, oh, yeah, apparently there's this rampant outbreak. Now, yeah. I agree with you in that I think that Rolling Stone was sort of jabbing at religious people, certainly, but LDS people specifically to say, oh, my gosh, you know, split a hair, you guys. I'm pretty sure that if you're if you're doing this with an armpit that you're not being sexually chased, it may not be you know, intercourse as the world defines it, but it's something that is. It's a, it's a type of sexual relations. Yeah, exactly. So you're splitting a hair as far as that goes. So I'm willing to go with you and say, okay, yeah, you know, certainly they're willing to, to call us deviants and we're not, but here's what I do want to ask you as a BYU alumnus. Did you find in your time the way that people would split hairs, not necessarily about sexual things, although maybe I would be curious, but about, some of those, like, it seems like it's very black and white, how people would take something and go, well, and kind of split the hair and go, well, I'm, ne- I'm not doing this. So find it's te- the way around it whatever technically the thing is. Yeah, find is a whatever way that other it. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as like a general, in as a general rule, like, no, it, mm. it was like, you're either, you're either going to do stuff I don't know with your your boyfriend or girlfriend or you're not I mean I'm sure I'm sure it's like well we were like making out and it was intense and what you know whatever Mm -hmm. but we did and I mean that's just I don't know that's just you know weakness we're not all all religious people are not super super strong the whole point of our religion is to you know be actively working toward being strong and being like Christ and and all the things but like as a general rule all my I was there for five years and it was and we weren't all running around trying to figure out how we could like break this rule without breaking this rule right and if we had okay I'll tell you this I worked at a restaurant and the culture there when I first got hired was very much um people weren't terribly active or not active at all it was I it was actually very interesting let me paint you a picture so Janae is it in high school 
Mm-hmm. And I was like on seminary council. If you guys don't know what that is, that's in Utah. We have a release time seminary. And so you, and you practically have the entire school taking release time seminary. And so they've literally built like tiny little church buildings next to each um, senior high school mm-hmm. and you leave and go over and, you know, during the day, it's not like an early morning thing. Um, huge blessing of living in Utah that you don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go and have seminary before school. Um, and we have professional teachers and everything. Um, and so because of that, you end up having like an entire student body council that's just over seminary. So I was part of that. And it's kind of, I mean, you, it's, it's as the, the stereotype probably holds true is it's the most committed, well, a a small group of some of the most committed kids that are probably going to be a good example to the rest and be happy and excited and friendly, um, to, you know, bring people into let's do conference championship bowl, whatever, you know, Scripture it's the scripture all the, bowl, yeah. All the yeah. things just, I don't know. So I was, and it's a calling. And so I was called by my state president to be part of the seminary council. So I'm, I have that mindset in high school. I mean, I was still normal. I had a pretty serious boyfriend that was very much looked down upon like, oh, Janae's steady dating in high school. Dating, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. I was on the drill team too. So it was like, oh, she's out hip hop dancing in front of all the schools. So <laughs> very very scandalous, but not, but not really. It was yeah, just, yeah. like Utah County scandalous. I'm um, not scandalous yeah. at all. Got it. No, people were, people were, most everyone was very kind. Um, I did have a few people who were like, how is she on seminary council? If she's like, yeah, this is her boyfriend and makes out and oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. it was pretty funny. But so I go from that experience and that, um, atmosphere to then like, I think a month after I graduated, I got hired on at this, um, really nice restaurant. And I mean, from day one, it's like, okay, so he's sleeping with her. She's sleeping with him. He's married. She's married, but they're sleeping together. This guy can get you whatever drugs you want. Like, wow. just let it know um, all the things um, I like, you know, the, um, there was a homosexual guy who was, he made it very clear. He was wanted like first thing he ever said was making it clear what his orientation was and mm-hmm. all the things. And it was like, oh, I'm, you know. I'm happy to meet all of you, but also, whoa, this is definitely like Janae has been, Janae is now an adult and has been thrust into the world, even Uh though I was still in Orem, Utah, like this still, you know, I hadn't gone away necessarily. And so for a few years, that really was the culture is like, everyone was just trying to figure out how they could steal time from the company, like wouldn't claim their tips on, you know, you know, the, all the tax issues, um, and just engaging, you know, oh, I, people literally would come up to me and yell the F word in my, in my ear. It's like, I don't, it was very odd. It was super, super odd because after a while it was just obvious that I was not really, I wasn't going to go to that party or I wasn't going to go. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go on a date with you. Mm-hmm. I don't feel safe at all. Yeah. With yeah. Dances, you know, just different things like that. So there, that was the general culture of like, they're just trying to figure out any way around whatever it is that they could, whether they were fully not active or they still kind of were active, but they're, you know, doing drugs after work or whatever it was. At BYU, there were plenty of people that weren't like my own little Molly Mormon, like, oh, I was on 
it's a Mary Counselor and everything's <laughs> great and, and dandy. But uh, again, as a general rule, no one's running around trying to figure out like, ooh, okay, if I hold my armpit this way, it's fine. And I can <laughs> hold the sacrament. It's great. Anybody that was doing anything even remotely like that, it was pretty much like, yeah, I just hope I don't get caught because I know I'm fully breaking whatever yeah. it is. kind of thing and everybody else it's like i mean again the stereotype holds true at least it did i went i graduated in 2008 2009 and back then i mean the stereotype was fairly accurate where we are all just kind of cute little good boys and girls and we would have our we would have awesome fun dances with the hip-hop music and the you know all the things in the uh I loved it in the basement of like the parking structures or what, like the lowest level of the parking structures. Like we, we danced and we had fun and we, you know, messed around and had a great time, but it was still very wholesome. Yeah. It was still very yeah. wholesome. Um, and so, I mean, I don't love, I just don't love articles like this where it's like, Oh, Rolling Stone. Like you just are trying so hard to drag down other people that don't think the same way you do. And when you see, when you think you see something that would paint us as hypocrites, you're so excited to jump right on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. "Eh." Okay. Well, so at least this one person who went to BYU can, is just going to say like, yeah, not everyone was perfect. Um, I wasn't perfect, but also it's not, it, it's not this like, secret underground all of the kids are running around with sexual deviant on their back like yeah yeah and may i never have to hear you say and if i hold my armpit a certain way ever again oh (laughs) just just no no thank you thank you uh you had one other story that i want to make sure that we hit before we run out of time about the um i think they're called uh, yeah they're master classes but it's under like a seek uh I think is the name of it. It's like seek the Lord or something like that. Oh. And then there are essentially master classes under a bunch of different topics There's with it. So and I thought many, that was I, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So desertbook.com and you just like put slash seek. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, seek. And there's so many wonderful, I mean, tons and tons of different topics. Why won't this go for me? How to talk to your child, the process of scripture study, raising grateful and emotionally well children. Um Faithful LGBTQ members building Zion meditation. Um, the one, yeah. the who, the person who I just love um, is Emily Bell Freeman. I saw that she had a master class there. Have have we talked much about Emily Bell Freeman or like David Butler? And well, the- previous the- guests of the Cultural Hall, Janae <gasps> Manite. What you haven't How listened to that episode? Shame on no. you. No. Yeah, when, it's when there. When did this happen? Oh, uh, this was a this was a little bit ago. I think when the uh, "Come Follow Me" things first started, started, we had David and Emily in to talk about. Uh, I missed it. I missed that. Well, you went directly against what they call it. It's "Don't miss this," and you missed it. I sure did. You sure did. They were I like, sure "Don't," did. and you're like, "I can't. I've split the hair. I made a choice. I I'm not split. living in the gray. I, I either have it. to miss it or not miss it, and I chose to miss it." There you go. There um, you go. But it's a it's a powerful list of of people. These things are are things that Desiree Book has made available, and they cost money. Uh, so it's not in the uh, pattern of um, 
just like YouTube stuff that you can do. Uh, the cost for the full-time course ranges anywhere from 15 to $30. And the courses are anywhere between 30 minutes and four hours. Some of them have multiple kind of episodes or, you know, videos that you can watch. And, and some are just a one-time thing. Uh, as I look over, uh, like, Sorry, Chalette, you know, oh, go is ahead. it like a subscription situation or is it a pay per I think it's a pay per, I think it's a pay per masterclass, but like previous guest, Ben Chalati, his is the building Zion. He's the Mm -hmm. guy who, um, he is gay and works in the honor code office down at BYU. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dina Alexander, she was on, she did one about how to talk to your child about pornography. Uh, Drew Young, also a previous guest of the cultural hall talks about how to live fully and completely as an early return missionary. Emily Bell Freeman, as you mentioned, uh, Carrie Mulestein, who we've had on several times, he has one about how the covenant with Israel applies to each of us. Uh, Melinda W. Brown, uh, she's also a previous guest, how to develop or how to help children develop the skills of agency. So it's a bunch of people that have been in here and then several who have not. Uh, Rob Farrell, very popular, his is helping young adults thrive in the church through change, connection, and Christ. We've never had him in the cultural hall, but he's got one as well. And you know what? You want to know something? Janae Knight? Tell me. They they asked me if I would do one of these master classes. <gasps> they did? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Now here's the deal. What am I going to teach? What am I going to teach people about? That's where it ended. I didn't know <laughs> what I I didn't know what I would possibly teach people about. Um well, you are you have an incredibly unique perspective in that you were excommunicated and you stayed and then came back. Like, right. That's huge. Yeah. So maybe something with that, but I didn't know how to be like how to get excommunicated and then come <laughs> back. Like is probably not something that the master class folks would appreciate. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm so mad at you. You should have done one of these. Well, it's I not mean... too late. I spoke with oh, them good. even as recently as last month. But if people have suggestions of something that they would like me to do, because even like I thought about maybe like uh, you know uh, talking and sharing stories as a way to uplift. Like maybe, but that's sort of loose. I don't know. If people have suggestions, contact at theculturalhall.com. Okay, well, I have a suggestion right now. Tell me. So all of these, co- like you named it the cultural hall for a reason. And it's uh-huh. like all of these conversations that we have that are about the church or ne- like necessary, good, wonderful conversations, but they can't, they, they don't really have a place in gospel doctrine. And so you bring them into the cultural hall. And so mm. I would love, I would love to hear um, a masterclass with you on identifying conversations that need to be had and probably that co- cultural hall conversations. Oh, there it is. Done. Cultural Done. hall type conversations. Yeah. <laughs> That's me firing guns for people who can't see. I've got the guns firing in the air like Yosemite Sam. All right. I'll talk to you. I feel, I feel very, I did that. That was yep. me. <laughs> As she fluffs her hair. Now, Janae, I have one last question to ask you before we let you go. Uh, You don't have to do the whole sign-off thing because we do that as part of the third block. Uh, But have you continued to listen to the Cultural Hall? And has there been a particular episode since last we chatted that you've been like, oh, I really enjoyed said conversation with that? I, oh my goodness. And it's all right. It's all right. And I invite you to be honest if you've been like, listen, motherhood has been kicking my bum. And the calling and all that stuff. It's perfectly fine if you don't have one, but I would be curious if there's been something that you've been like, I, I really like this. I have listened, not nearly as much as I have wanted to. And I will, oh man, I will tell you that you hit the nail right on the head. 
between motherhood and, oh my gosh, between motherhood and these two really big callings, this, you know, activities, throwing parties and trying to make sure that we're ready for the end of the world Mm -hmm. with, with emergency preparedness. If people didn't catch that, that was my other calling. Um, we, I just, we've been trying to have a baby and that's not working. And so that's been kind of overwhelming all that fertility junk. And, um, and now seeing that maybe that's not going to work. I've been trying to like get my body to like, okay, let's get rid of all like this crap that I was taking and all the hormones that got, you know, messed up and whatever, and try to just become a normal person again. And so really my day is just full of, is just full of trying my best to take care of kids and take care of my calling and take care of dinner. And that's, and then if I'm listening to a podcast or something, it's like, it's like the, it's the scriptures. I'm trying to yeah. pull up the scriptures yeah. to make sure that I get that in. So I am so sorry. I failed. I don't, I, I got I, nothing. I grant you grace, my <laughs> daughter. Dominos, go forth and sin no more. <laughs> Janae, great to visit with you. We'll have you in more regularly, especially since I have to tell you, and this is horrible of me, but I think one of the last times we tried to talk with you, the the signal was so terrible and the inter and the interruptions were so much that I just was like, maybe, maybe we'll just take a break. But this went great. Good. So Very I good. would I would love to do this more often with you if you're willing and we can steal you away from wifery and uh mothery sounds good okay good to see you miss the hall you guys have a wonderful day today and richie it's so good to see you good to see you too imagine running a small business today it's challenging imaging and internet presence is an absolute must even with that you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe now imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients imagine Lennon design whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation advertising media and promotional materials Lennon design is your partner in business they'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you when you need creative affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, I know it. we talked just last week, but it seems like temples will be, if not on the weekly, on the near almost weekly because, I mean, 300 people. There's going to be something going on at one of 300. I mean, it's a point zero zero. Wait, hold on. Let me do statistics. Hold on. I'm a statistician. Give me a second. A point zero three. It, listen, there's a lot and and I can't take care of it. I can't keep up on it. That's why we bring in the Pharaoh himself, Corey K. Ward. Welcome. Uh, and thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Gertie. We have affectionately uh, titled this section of the <laughs> cultural hall, the temple ticker, uh, where we talk about all things temples uh, in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Not necessarily just like the, hey, where it's going to be can be the, hey, it's being closed down, or it can even be as some of the stuff that was uh, churned up this last week where it's like, uh, and I I think I sent you the article, but it's like 59 temples that have things that are related to their local area. And I was like, well, don't all temples have something that are related? What? Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, it's temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that. Oh, nice. Good. I'm glad we're going to get into some of that. But it the number was remarkably high that i just was like why why is this a a story like this or a headline (laughs) like this uh where do you want to start as far as temple news goes this week 
Yeah. So at the beginning of, the, of last week, we got a lot of news about where some new temples will be built that we've talked about before on the show. Um, there were six locations announced, and I didn't notice until you sent me the link. But initially, the link said eight temples sites Ooh. announced. So Ooh. I don't know if there was some last minute like retracting. Oh, we're not quite sure on this. Let's let's wait on this one. But we got six of them. So. No, I guarantee there was. Why else would they have said eight? I don't know. Yeah, no yeah. conspiracy theorist with me, right? <laughs> it's it's like the mission call that you wo- that you open up and the person passed away, and it's like, and the mission call said serving in the celestial kingdom. It's like no way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So six instead of eight. Uh, anything uh, at, with those six? Anything that surprised you, or or maybe we go through each of them and you let us know about them. We'll go through each of them, but they are all in the in North and South America. So that's where our focus is going to be. Uh, the first one is the Mexico City Benimerito uh, Mexico Temple. Uh, we talked about this after it was announced. It is a temple. The Benimerito, of course, it refers to the area around the uh, MTC, which used to be the high school that the church used to run for many decades in Mexico City. Um, and I don't think anyone really thought differently, but they did confirm that it will be built on the site of the MTC. So there's a lot of big open fields there and um, plenty of room to build a temple. So MTC gone now, high school gone now, temple going in there. Oh, no, the MTC is not gone. It's it's well established. There's just it's a very large campus. And so the temple will be part one of the buildings in the MTC. I'm Listen, I'm telling you what, BYU, Mexico City. <laughs> I no that's come on it's it's the fighting chihuahuas <laughs> well no. they got rid of the high school for certain reasons and i don't think they would bring back education the church is kind of out of the education business they're kind of content right now with the BYUs and the schools they have and they're branching out with pathways but they're not really in the business of physical schools anymore no all right all right i really like the idea of like a mini donut being the chihuahua tail instead of the cougar tail at byu it's just a little like one inch long donut that you just sort of pop in your mouth and and maybe it's not maple bar maybe it's uh what's that red um like powdery stuff that they put on the candy that ruins it yeah maybe that's what it is a little (laughs) chihuahua tail is uh covered yeah i'm I'm sorry or maybe like a small ear of corn lathered in mayonnaise and uh (laughs) and that uh you know that might be a good concession yeah i'll give you that one yeah yeah this temple Hold on. People need to recognize how brilliant you are in that you said that might that might be a great concession with the double meaning of concession. <laughs> I can't help it. You're brilliant. That's why you're here. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so no. Put that aside. Uh, okay. Let's talk about reality. The, oh. the, the temple will be two stories, 29,000 square feet. So um, this is a pretty similar design for a lot of other temples in Latin America. The one in Guatemala. There's one in Brazil just like this. So expect something pretty similar so then in a different part of mexico they're a very different story mm-hmm. uh san luis potosí it's in the northern central region of mexico um the church uh, acquired a property near parque de morales if you know where that is um, i don't assume that many people in this listening audience would probably know where that is but maybe there's a few um but yeah it will be a one-story 9,300 square feet temple which is probably one of the smallest of the church Mm-hmm. I would assume. So kind of these mini temple designs that have been going up in like Helena or Casper. This will be that design as well. 
similar to like Helena or Casper, does it serve a fairly small, uh, you know, a couple units of the church or what, what's the church like in that particular area? Any idea? Yeah. In the city of San Luis Potosí, they, for a long time, they had two stakes and just in the last couple of months, they, they organized a third stake. Okay. And then there's probably like two or three stakes kind of a few hours away that will also be able to attend this temple. So there's some growth, and that's a lot because I think in uh, I mean, you brought up Helena. I think Helena is Just like a, a ward or two <laughs> and a stake, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Brazil. Yeah. So in Brazil, we got the site announcement for the second temple in São Paulo, São Paulo East Brazil Temple. Um, there, they the church acquired a large factory building, a ten acre site in Via Cajum. I guess it looks like some sort of furniture factory. I don't mm. know, but it's not like an empty uh, site. It is certainly occupied. They're going to have to clear that whole building out. But what uh, I found uh, unique or at least interesting about this site is that right now they're building a metro line that the stop, the metro stop will be the Santa Isabel stop will be right next to the temple. So if you know anything about Sao Paulo, the Sao Paulo temple is also located. They built a metro station next to the temple. So um, now you'll be able to get go from temple to temple, and you'll won't have to get in traffic or anything. Just all through train underground. Aren't aren't most temples, or or at least I know that they try to be. Even here in the United States, they try to make them pretty public. Like the, it's a consideration when they pick um, the location that it that there is some form of you know public transportation to them where available. Um, that's sometimes the case, but sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it's in a pretty, um, far out area that's not very reachable. Well, well, and sure. And I think of like the Chicago temple where you get into Chicago and you're like, cool, a Chicago temple. I bet it's close. (laughs) And then you pay the Uber driver like $75 to get to, (laughs) to the temple. And it's, you know, way out in a, in a neighborhood. But, but I think most of the time, maybe, maybe I'm thinking more of like, church houses and ward houses and, and, and branch meeting spots. But it seems like most of the time when I visited out on vacation or out, you know, visiting somewhere else that they're pretty air quotes accessible to get to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'll concede. Okay. <laughs> I can see. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all our lot that are accessible. Uh, but yeah, this temple will be uh two stories, 46,000 square feet. So a bit larger than the one in Mexico. Um, I assume Probably about the same kind of design as the the Richmond Temple, if you know where that is, the Feather River Temple. For for people that are sort of Utah centric, what is that forty six thousand square feet compared to something in Utah? Well, like the new Ephraim Temple, okay, or okay. maybe something like the um, like the Ochre Mountain Temple. This a little okay. bit smaller than that. Okay, okay. So that gives people some good perspective. And then Texas, Texas, Texas. Yeah, this is one that's not accessible. Yeah, it, it is waste. This Fort Worth, Texas temple, not in Fort Worth, in Burleson, Texas, way on the south side of the Metroplex. So, kind of this new area, new housing development, way far from any public transportation. Or, but next to the highway, I'll, I'll give them that. Most people in Texas obviously use the highways to get around. Um, the highways so it, are a horse. They use the <laughs> highways or a horse. Yeah, but now this because the site's way down there in Burleson, on that south. Uh, southwest part of the metroplex the temple in prosper texas makes a lot more sense uh, it's way see. on the northeast side so you kind of got both sides with this now covered see and you doubted you and others doubted you're like what are we doing here <laughs> that's right um but yeah this temple will be 
one story, 30,000 square feet. So pretty similar to the one going up in McAllen, Texas right now. They also released the rendering, the uh -huh. design of the temple. And it has a lot of the same like Spanish motifs as the McAllen temple, except they have some more like pitched roof elements, some nice gold um, stuff on the spire. So I like the idea, and I know that this isn't the case, but in my mind, I like the idea that all around the Fort Worth temple, there are hitching posts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. For some reason, for some reason, that makes my heart really happy to think of like you know really nice hitching posts, <laughs> but yeah, hitching yeah. posts all the same. Local and, design, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Influenced by local design. The other thing that I'll say is it's called the Fort Worth Temple because who wants to go to the Burleson Temple? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last week yeah. about the naming convention. So yes, so of course it's the Fort Worth Temple, uh, Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee, there's a five-acre site in, I think it's called Farragut, um, Tennessee, which is right side of us. We're also not in Knoxville, um, but right there along the Kingston Pike. So a pretty physical location, and it will be about the same size, one story, 30,000 square feet. No renderings yet? No renderings, but this will be the third one in Tennessee. Now, uh, and, I, oh, and this temple, this, it's going to be like, the other two temples in Tennessee are only 10,000 square feet. So this is like three times as large as the other two temples. Take that, other temples. Uh, qu question for you about this. You know, we have long talked here in the Cultural Hall about anything that has been uh, announced by President Nelson, either during the the same uh, conference or afterwards, where mm -hmm. he said, we're not Mormon anymore, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that all of those temples do not have Moroni's on them. Does that still hold true as far as renderings and buildings go? Yes, very much. Not since I think the the Red Cliffs, Utah temple down there in St. George was the last temple. And that was like a year and a half, almost two years ago. Yeah. There was an angel Moroni on there. So yeah, the Fort Worth temple doesn't have one. They're kind of compensating. I, I I would give them that kind of at the top of the spire. It's a very gold and shiny. Uh -huh. It's not a Moroni, but it's a yeah. nice little, I don't know, nice little accent to the temple, I guess. Well, and I see the Taylorsville, Utah temple, because that's where I live almost every day. It's on part of my daily commute. And um, okay. and and it's interesting to me because it's almost like there's a bell tower at the top of the Taylorsville temple. And and uh, and I hope there I hope that it's bells and I hope that it, you know, <laughs> I hope that it plays. <laughs> they as, ring. Yeah, that they ring out. And, you know, it because we, we're from Utah, like I hope that's the bell song that I can be able to set my clock to. I don't think that it is, but. But you know, it, some, it, it is unique in structure for sure. Something I'm really hoping for is that we've gotten a lot more Spanish colonial designs like this one in Fort Worth. But we have yet to see like the double tower Spanish colonial design, mm -hmm. which is like most of them that have the bell towers. And so I would really like to see a temple that has that double tower, almost kind of like the San Diego temple, but with like the more Spanish design. Let's do it. Let's make it. We'll write a letter. You want to write a letter <laughs> or should we make a phone call? Send an email. I don't know if it would appear too Catholic. Them right uh, now, but they're sitting in a meeting. Guys, guys, we really want to, but that's that's too Catholic. <laughs> that's too Catholic. What about uh, Tampa, Florida? Tampa, Florida. So there is a 16-acre site that is behind a meeting house there in Valrico, also not in Tampa City. Um, and then same size again, one story, 30,000 square feet. And so I guess for the last I Last year, I did a I researched this, and I was trying to look at when they build a temple, do they just demolish the current meeting house that's there, or do they just build it next to the meeting house? Mm -hmm. 
And so um, last year I wrote a, a article for this week at Mormons that has some statistics about where um, where the meeting houses are built in relationship to temples. Mm -hmm. And I found that in the Nelson administration that the trend of just demolishing the chapel and starting over, maybe replacing it, has gone up a lot more than it had in the past. But interestingly, this Tampa, Florida temple, it looks like they'll just build it behind the meeting house, hmm. which for most of the temples that have been announced under President Nelson, they've just, if the chapel is in the front of the, the lot, they'll demolish that, put the temple there in the front, and then replace it, the chapel in the back. But it looks like here in Tampa, they're just going to build the temple in the back, so it's not very visible by anyone passing by on the road. That way you know it's a uh, business up front and party in the... No, wait, it would be party <laughs> up front. I'm not sure how that would apply here. I'll work on it. We'll come back next time we talk about it and decide which one would be party and which one would be business. Uh, you you leave a link in the show notes. And by the way, you can find links to all of the things that uh, Corey is prepared to talk about in the show notes in association with this episode. Uh, but you link this 39 Latter-day Saint temples influenced by local culture, beauty and nature. The LDS living article that we started <laughs> off talking about this. It's so many. Why wouldn't you break it down more than and I'm not coming at you, I'm coming at LDS Living. Why wouldn't you break it down more than like 39? That just seems <laughs> like so many. Like, here are seven temples that are influenced by local culture. Here are eight that are influenced by local beauty. And break it down that way. 39 seems like a ton. What What did you glean from this that was worth bringing to uh, the surface? Well, last, last week we talked about the Belém Brazil Temple, how they had like unique kind of Amazonian flower and leaf designs on the mm -hmm. wallpaper and stuff. And interestingly, that temple's not on this list. So like you easily could have rounded this up to 40 if yeah. you had just done that. <laughs> and it is kind of a, a clickbait article, I would say. They didn't do much original research. I would have wished they would have maybe talked to some actual temple architects because mm -hmm. um, that would have been easier to get um, some interesting information about that. But no, they just, just kind of a listicle where some pictures are available. And then they did... Um, include like maybe a picture of the flower that it's designed with so that's that is something that is unique about this article um but yeah it has a list of these uh 39 temples most of them have been like dedicated in the last decade or so but it just kind of zooms up on some of the details in the the wallpaper or in the motifs or in the stained glass of the the hmm. flowers or local designs and just show that most of these almost every temple that's been uh, built in the last decade 15 years they go um really out of their way to find things that are local to the culture. Do you, I, I can't remember if I asked you this. Do you have a particular favorite temple? Um, like I said, like I don't, I, I don't have favorites. Yeah. <laughs> if someone says, what's your favorite thing? I'm just like, I can't choose what my yeah. favorite thing is. Yeah. My favorite movie, my favorite, whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I, I grew up in Idaho Falls and I went to the Idaho Falls temple for the first time. So, um, I really like that temple because the temple is kind of a metaphor or kind of like a symbolism of the entire kind of plan of salvation, even a symbolism of the Bible itself. Like you start out in the creation room. Obviously, you talk about Genesis and everything and mm -hmm. just the big murals about uh, that. And then you go into the garden room and then the the, the world room. Um, and then eventually you get to the celestial room. And the celestial room is one of the only celestial rooms where they have a full mural. Mm -hmm. And in that mural, there's a, a scene from the book of Revelation which is kind of like the redemption of Eden. And mm. so I really like about Bible's Temple is that it kind of tells the whole story of the Bible from the creation, the fall, and then eventually the redemption at the end in the book of Revelation. So I like that. That's cool. See, so, so, so I'm helping you because now you can say, 
well, it's not my favorite, but but technically maybe <laughs> my favorite is the Idaho Fall Temple, the one that's right on the river. Is that the Idaho Fall Temple? Is, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I love about it as well. Like the the like parkway or all the kind of nature green space around that particular temple. Yeah, a lot of um, there's some man-made waterfalls that a lot of people take pictures in front of. So. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I, who, my wife who's not a member of the church, whenever we're around a temple. Mm-hmm. I will make sure that we drive to it and get a picture in front of it. And it, and it, I guarantee you, she has seen and been in front and had her picture in front of more temples than most people <laughs> that are members of the church. Because I'm like, there's a temple within 50 miles. Let's go. And she's like, we are on a road trip. Let's not go. We're going. Sorry, we're going to, you know, we're going to hit that up. But I totally get you. No. But but that Idaho Falls Temple, we we stopped, parked and walked around because it was so gorgeous. Yeah, I wish she could have went on the inside because that's even more. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I just let her sit in the front yard of the temple and I went in and said, oh, <laughs> you'll have to. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> one day, babe, if you want, or I'll take care of it when you die. Uh, she loves that joke, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate it. As always, you can find all the, uh, like I say, the show notes in the, uh, or all the links in the show notes in the episode that is associated with this. Uh, I know you, I can tell by the way you are dressed that you are off to uh, a meeting where you'll take notes. I'm going to send you a link today so you can start to learn shorthand. I found a great YouTube video that will teach you how to take shorthand (laughs) notes. Thought of you this week. Yeah. Apparently uh, Google was listening to me because it served me up that. uh, (laughs) Really? That Yeah, that video this last week. And I was like, the only way that I could know about that is if we were talking and it picked it up. Um, but we hope that this episode is nourishing and strengthening your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, will be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of the, the cultural. cultural hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the cultural hall show.